to save me.
Open the door. But where are the people? Here is the church. Here is the steeple. Open the door and see all the people. singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Soon after the consecration of the tabernacle was completed, two of Aaron's sons were walking through the camp in the gathering darkness. Oh, well, Nadab, I think that was about the longest and most boring ceremony I ever want to go through. <laughs> uh, drinks what we need. Wine. Wine? We'll wait a few minutes until it's dark. Then we'll go over to old man Hiram's for wine. Agreed? Oh, all right. <laughs> Stop that racket and go away. I, I want to go back to sleep. Oh, no, you don't, you old sinner. Not when you have a chance to make some profit. Huh? Listen, my brother Nadab and I, we want to buy some wine. Lots of wine. But you're high priest, sons of Aaron. I can't sell you wine. Well, it wouldn't be right. Oh, he's correct, Apaihu. It wouldn't be right. Uh, hear these, old man? <laughs> Silver coins. Uh, now, do we get the wine or don't we? Uh, Oh, all right. Here you are. Uh, give me those coins. <laughs> now, don't go away, old man. We'll want more wine. <laughs> there, brother. You're first. 
Mmm, that does taste good. <laughs> sure does. Besides, we've got to celebrate, haven't we? Being just consecrated as priests and all? <laughs> Here, have some more. Ah, uh, yeah. After you. <laughs> oh, all right. Mmm, <laughs> this wine makes me feel all warm inside. <laughs> Here, more? More wine. <laughs> wine? All right. <laughs> oh. It's all gone. Hiram, more wine, please. On the double. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you really think we should? I mean, well, we're priests now. We've just been anointed. What would Father say? Oh, Father, he's a fine one to talk and give us all those lectures about how to behave. Him and that golden calf trick of his. <laughs> but God forgave him. Must have. Otherwise, he wouldn't be high priest, would he? <laughs> Here is your wine. And here's some more coin. Now, keep them. I don't want any part of them. Or you and your goings-on priests like you are. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Brother Nadab, more wine. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Abihu. <laughs> uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. stuff. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I got an idea. Joke. Joke? You? <laughs> oh, no. He <laughs> least cut the guy ropes on old, old, what's-his-name's tent. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got an idea. Let's go get our censers. Censers? Why? There ain't no ceremony in the tabernacle, is there? No. Come on now, let's get our censers and I'll tell you what we're going to do with them. <laughs> Censers are to be used in the tabernacle services, right? Yeah. And they're to be lit only by sacred fire, right? By you. You're not thinking of lighting. <laughs> I'm thinking that all this about the tabernacle is nonsense, and I'm going to prove it. What difference does it make where or by what the censers are lit? <laughs> We're going to light these censers by unholy fire. <laughs> And we're going to take him right into the tabernacle, too. You'll see. Now, it'll make no difference to anything. Well, how could it? <laughs> the whole thing's nonsense. Absurd. <laughs> so Nadab and Abihu lit their censers with unholy fire and started toward the entrance of the tabernacle. <laughs> I've known all along Abihu. that... Uh... Hey, it's Father. Well, what if it is? What are you up to? Well, we're going in the tabernacle. With no <laughs> censers, unholy fire? Well, why not? We're priests now, aren't we? <laughs> I forbid you to go in. It would be sacrilege. You'd be punished. Punished? <laughs> this fire's good enough for anyone. What difference does it make anyway? You're drunk, both of you. Go to your tents. And stay there until you're sober. Do you hear? Oh, out of my way, old man. We're going right into the tabernacle, swinging our censers. <laughs> Come along, Brother Nadab. Well, we're just having a little bit of fun, Father. Coming, Brother Abihu. So long, Father. Stop. Come back here. 
Oh, why do they have to be so foolish? The Lord will punish you for this. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Help me to understand the foolishness of youth. And why, oh God, why? Why did I have to lose my two sons? God's laws must be kept, Aaron. Those who deliberately defy God's laws must be punished. This, Aaron, is one of those laws. Do not drink wine or strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. I'm counting my steps. 66, 67, 68. Why? Because to be totally healthy, you need to take at least 10,000 steps a day. I'm keeping track. 
72, 73, 74. How many so far today? 4,878, 79. I'm glad you're trying to be healthy. You can help me count. My tongue gets tired. I heard that walking keeps your blood moving, brings fresh oxygen to your brain so you can think better, and makes your bones strong. How are your bones? Hard as steel. It's also good for your heart. How's your heart feel? Tired. Maybe we should rest. <sighs> good idea. So why all this sudden interest in health? Well, my dad said that his doctor told him that if he doesn't exercise more, he could have a heart attack. The doctor told him to start walking 10,000 steps a day, so I told dad if he'd walk, I'd walk. You're a very supportive son. I try. You know, there is an easy way of keeping track of your walking. There is? Sure, just walk an hour a day. That's what I read in school. Just walk briskly for 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, and then 30 minutes after supper. That way, you don't have to count. Hey, that is easier. Let's try it. Do you have a watch? No. Don't you? 91, 92, 93. Maybe we should walk to the store. I think they're having a sale on watches. 96. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 4, The Vanishing Library Book Hello, this is Willie Teller, Willie said as he answered the telephone Monday morning. Willie, this is Mrs. Hutchinson at the Mill Valley Public Library. You have an overdue book, Dog Heroes of World War II. It was due two weeks ago. I I don't think I have that book anymore, Willie said, but he didn't remember returning it either. Well, Willie, I hope you understand that if you lose a book, you are responsible for paying for it. In this case, we are talking about $10 plus a $5 fine. $15? Willie knew he didn't have that kind of money. I'm sorry, but in two days you must either return the book or pay the money, Mrs. Hutchinson said. Willie hung up the receiver and stared at the wall. Where could the book be? Where could he get the money to replace it? He wheeled back down to his room and decided that he would search the room, even though in his heart he knew it wasn't there. Fifteen dollars! The more Willie thought about it, the more miserable he became. Hot tears began to fall as he struggled through the last shelf of his bookcase. Willie, what's wrong? Grandpa stood in the doorway with a concerned look on his face. I've lost a library book, and now they say I owe them fifteen dollars, Willie sobbed. I could give you the money, Grandpa said. Well, that wouldn't really be fair, Willie said. You didn't lose the book. Did you pray about it, Grandpa asked. Immediately, Willie thought of Mrs. Shue and her talk about prayer. Ask, and it shall be given unto you, Mrs. Shue had read. Seek, and you shall find. Is God really concerned about my missing library book, even if it's my fault, Willie wondered. He looked up at Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. When Grandpa left his room, Willie bowed his head and folded his hands. 
God, a lot of things have been happening in the last few days to make me wonder about you. It's my fault I lost that library book, but would you help me find it anyway? I don't like to ask for help, even from Grandpa, but Mrs. Shu says I can ask you for help anytime, so I am. Thanks for being my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Willie wondered why he'd made that last statement, thanks for being my friend, and wondered if it had anything to do with his messages on the computer. The only difference is that I see God working in my life, and you're just a pen pal, he had written in the message to G period O period D period the night before. Did God work in his life? Could he see that? Through the window, he saw the mail carrier walk along the sidewalk and come toward their house. Mr. Davis carried a brown package, a lot like the one the modem had come in. A strange chill went down Willie's spine. He raced in his wheelchair to pull the door open. Got a package for you, Willie, the mail carrier said. Is it another modem or maybe a computer game? I don't know, Willie said. He reached out eagerly for the package. On the front, it was clearly addressed to Willie Teller and had the right address. In the upper left corner, where the return address should have been, it simply said G period, O period, D period. God sent me my book back, Willie whispered. He tore the package open. Inside was the missing library book. What? The mail carrier cupped his hand by his ear. I didn't quite catch that. I said, God sent me my library book back, Willie said, grinning ear to ear. G period, O period, D period is really God. He showed the mail carrier the return address on the package. The mail carrier looked surprised. Now, Willie, I wouldn't go jumping to any conclusions there. I mean, just because the initials G period, O period, D period are on the package. But, Mr. Davis, you don't understand. Only my grandfather, Mrs. Hutchinson at the library, and God knew that I had lost this book. Who else could it be? Well, Willie, over the years, I've seen God work in the lives of many people, and most times God answers prayer by using those of us who claim to be Christians. After all, that's what we're here for, isn't it? I still think it was a miracle, Willie said to himself. The way he explained it to Mrs. Hutchinson, she almost believed that angels had placed the book directly in Willie's hands. As he wheeled toward the library exit, he saw Dee Dee coming in. Dee Dee, I saw a miracle, Willie said. Oh, yeah? Dee Dee raised one eyebrow. What did you see? Did Coco turn into a Shetland pony? No, a real miracle, Willie said without hesitating. I lost a library book and asked God to help me find it, and he did. Now, which God is this? Is that G period, O period, D period, or the real one in heaven? I think they may be the same one, Willie said quietly. Dee Dee shook her head. No way. Willie told her about the package with the G period, O period, D period initials on it. Didn't anyone ever tell you that God can use people to answer your prayers as well? Dee Dee pushed her face close to Willie's. Well, and here's something else to think about, Dee Dee said. Chris and Maria's computer has a modem too. Willie frowned at Dee Dee skeptically. How do you know? Dee Dee smiled as if she had just won a race. Their mom and my mom were talking. Mrs. Vargas told her about the messages you've been getting. She said that in the two years since they got their modem, they have never gotten messages like that. Willie looked at her silently, deep in thought. You're sure about this? Sure, I'm sure, Dee Dee said. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you check it out yourself? Willie didn't answer. All right, I will, he said silently. Well, how goes the mystery? Dad asked that evening on the phone. Not too good, Willie said. Every time I think I have it figured out, another clue makes me change my mind. Well, sometimes it helps to just lay all the facts out, Dad said. Tell me about it. Okay. 
First, let me describe the mystery person, Willie said. The mystery person is a he or she who goes by the handle of G period, O period, D period, whatever that means. They have sent me two different number codes. The first was a computer riddle, something that only Grandpa, Chris, and Maria, and the people on the bulletin board know that I was doing. The second code was a personal message that welcomed me to the bulletin board and said they hoped to hear from me again. They also said that they had been watching me a long time. So it's someone who knows you, even if you don't really know them, Dad said. And they knew enough about me to return my library book, Willie added. Okay, who do you think it might be, Dad said. First, Willie hesitated for an embarrassed few seconds, there's you and Mom. Dad chuckled in response, okay, he said. After all, I could have left the library book in your van, and you could have mailed it back from where you are. Well, maybe. Look at the postmark on the package. Okay. Willie lifted the brown paper and looked at the postal mark in the corner. It says it was mailed from here in town, but you could have mailed it before you left. Look at the date. We left on the 15th. Willie looked at it. Okay, you're clean. It was mailed on the 17th. Thanks, detective. Dad chuckled again. At least you're finding out who couldn't have done it. And then there's Grandpa and Maria and Chris and all the people on the computer bulletin board. Well, here's something that might help. Take a look at the handwriting on the package. Willie looked at the package again. Yeah, it's got handwriting on it. All you have to do is match the handwriting and I have the mystery person, Willie finished the thought. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I love you too, Willie. Happy hunting. Willie hung up the phone and smiled to himself. The answer was so simple. All he had to do was get samples of the suspect's handwriting and compare, and he knew just where to start. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 2, The Case of the Secret Code, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio and is a production of life talk radio at lifetalk.net